0: Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap podcast. Walter Storholt here with you this week alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting right here in the Greensboro area with an office on Mears Chapel Road. Find him online at com. That's also where you can go to listen to past podcasts and also where we'll post future ones as well. Glenn, thanks for being with us this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing
1: well, Walter. I hope you are.
0: I'm very glad to hear that. I am well and looking forward to our podcast today. You probably saw the title Movie Villains and Financial Planning and wondered where in the world we were going with this one. But I I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Uh, Villains in the movies, Glenn, are usually pretty easy to identify thanks to, you know, the all-black outfits that a lot of them wear. Maybe it's the masks or, you know, evil flying monkeys that they send out to do their bidding if we're talking the uh, Wizard of Oz here. But villains in the financial world, they're just as prevalent, but they're not as easy to identify. So I'm going to ask you to be the kind of eyes and ears for us and help us identify some of of these famous villains that might pop up in our financial life we'll start with an easy one this is in the news constantly these days seems like star wars is coming out with a new movie every couple of weeks now (laughs) or at least there's a promo for one constantly popping up uh darth vader where do you see darth vader in the financial world
1: well, you know, Darth Vader is an interesting um, character, and and really, obviously, when we're talking about Darth Vader, we're talking about the Force, right? Right. And the dark side, and then you know, you get you know, you, go to, you know, Yoda on the other side, and and it's a really interesting and compelling story. And I think that you can really relate to that, and that there's a lot of market forces that are out there, and the question is, is uh, which side of those forces are you on? And what I mean by that is, is like, for instance, if you're if you're taking a look at, at the current environment, we're looking at, uh, you know, in, in all likelihood of a, an ongoing rising interest rate environment. So that's a mm. force that's in the markets. And so that can be very helpful if, if, if folks are, you know, putting money at the bank and they've been frustrated in the past with uh, with, you know, with, with low CD rates. Well, you know, if, if we get a you know a continued upswing in, in interest rates that they're gonna be they're gonna be able to make a little bit more interest in their in their bank accounts. But at the same time, if they're over in the bond market and, and a lot of the different bond funds, that can cause at least headwinds because you know rising interest rates are normally pretty difficult on bonds because the idea is is you buy a bond and you're gonna you're gonna continue to get that interest rate for a period of time. But if interest rates rise and you then wanna sell your bond early, well, now you've got a challenge because if your rate is lower than what the current rate is, nobody wants yours. Everybody wants the one that's a little bit higher. So in order to get your cash back out, you may have to discount that to the rate uh, you know, for a way to uh, have that new investor coming in actually yield the same as what they could by buying it just in the regular marketplace. So it, it, it's, it's one of those forces that we need to be aware of. And you know, there's, there's, there's a number of them out there. Another one is uh, dollar cost averaging. You know, I think most people have heard of that when they're, you know, in the marketplace and they're, and, they're, and they're putting money away for retirement and they're always told, well, you know, if the markets drop or the value of your accounts drop, you're able to buy more shares at lower prices. And that's a really, that's a really great thing about, you know, if you're, if you're in the saving years. However, if you're in the retirement years and you're no longer putting new money in and you're actually having to take money out we end up with reverse dollar cost averaging, where you start depleting your, your account you know, more rapidly because you're having to sell more shares at lower prices. So these forces are always in the marketplace. Again, the question is, is what side of the force are you on?
0: I think that's a really interesting uh, way to look at it. What side of the force are you going to be on, and uh, how is the force <laughs> being used in the financial realm? Uh, great comparisons there, Glenn. Uh, I think we get the idea now of where we're going to find these movie villains in our financial planning. So that was Darth Vader. Let's mix it up a little bit. I'll give you maybe a little bit tougher challenge. Uh, Do you remember Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspect?
1: Yeah, that was a great movie, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, really good movie. I feel like so many movies have been built off of that premise and that that direction that they kind of used in The Usual Suspects.
1: Well, no, you're absolutely right. It's... (laughs) kind of one of those those hidden... Those, there's a lot of hidden things there, and then trying to figure out the mystery of what's going on, right? Right,
0: right. And if, even if you haven't seen the usual suspects, tell us a little bit about who Kaiser Soze was, and I think we'll, we'll kind of get the picture of uh, of where you're going to go here.
1: Well, you know, Kaiser Soze, you know, he, um, he was... Um, he was obviously the villain and, um, you know, it was it was kind of he was hidden and in, in, uh, in just the, out in out in the open. You know, nobody nobody knew who he was and he was actually operating within the movie and nobody really um, understanding who, who, he, who he actually was. And, and, and there was this mystery about who was Kaiser. And, you know, where where was he, you know, where was he hiding out and what was what was going on there? And and, but yet at the same time, he was being questioned and they thought that he was somebody else. It was like a different identity. So he was like hidden in clear view in a way of thinking about it.
0: Hidden in plain sight. And then he was uh, the famous quote, I guess he said in the in the movie was the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist, which uh, is just a a fantastic quote. Uh, Where do we see Kaiser Soze in the financial realm?
1: Well, I think you see it sometimes, you know there there's always the question you know, when, whenever I talk to folks about finances, there are things that almost nobody likes to, you know to, well, actually, nobody likes to pay taxes and nobody likes to pay fees, right? And so a lot of times you know, when, when, when folks are looking at, well, what type of an investment should I make and should I invest here or should I put my money there? And one of the big things that folks look at are fees, and that's a good idea to look at fees but, and, and be aware of what they are. The challenge is, is that sometimes paying a lower fee doesn't necessarily mean better results over time. Sometimes it does. I mean, there's plenty of places out there that I've seen where you can pay, you know, the, you know, you can pay a fee and maybe it's an elevated fee and you're not getting anything more than just, you know, market performance. And if that's the case, then obviously you're, you're overpaying when you're paying a fee to get, you know, to get nothing more than market performance because you can go out into the marketplace and, you know, you can find something at, you know, one of the big mutual fund houses and, you know, and, uh, very, very low fees and, and be able to, you know, to get the market performance without paying much for it but the challenge is is that if you did that like so let's say for instance in 2008 you know and you and you saw that the you know the S&P 500 you know from this highest high back in October of 07 to its lowest low in March of 09 it you know, was down over 50% and if you had you know if you had purchased you know the one of those really super low fee mutual funds and had the market performance, you'd be down significantly. And yet at the same time, there might be other options out there that have maybe active or tactical management that can keep you out of harm's way or at the very least minimize that downside risk and possibly even be in a situation where you can make money in that type of market environment. So, you know, if you were able to do that and pay a fee for that, depending upon the size of the fee, it might well be worth it. And so you have to be careful of only looking at the cost of the fee. I always tell folks that fees are expensive in absence of value, but if there's value add being created there, it might well be worth at least consideration and to think about it and, and put it on the table as as an option to you know to consider.
0: It's a great point. And uh, you do see Kaiser Soze, that, uh, that convincing the world you didn't exist, rear its head in a couple of different ways when it comes to fees. So we've got the Force with Darth Vader. We've got Kaiser Soze and, you know, being hidden in plain sight. I mentioned the Flying Monkeys a little while ago. What about that famous movie villain, the Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz? Where is she in the financial realm?
1: <laughs> well, you know, if you remember her, she she was so fixated, right? I mean, she was going after Dorothy, it was all it was it was it was it's it such a fixation on everything. She wanted to get those red slippers, right? And so when in you know, when thinking about that movie and you know where she was, you know, it's very easy to find folks who are, you know, in their in their financial life, they get very fixated on one particular outcome. Unfortunately, sometimes it overrides all of the different pieces of the financial puzzle, and you have to have different goals in different areas of your plan and also in different time frames of your plan. You know, and, you, and you see it where, where folks get absolutely just you – know, they, they get stuck on saying, well, I need to you – know, I really am chasing after you know, this rate of return. And that that's you know, that's something that you definitely are are more fixated on when you're in the working years. Right. And, you know, when you're when you're putting money away and you're saving for retirement, your basic goal there is to do what, Walter? I mean, you're trying to grow grow your your nest egg as big as possible. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's the but, logical but, approach, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. But then, when you transition to retirement, and if you stay with that same you know mindset and you keep chasing after return, well, obviously, that when you when you, if you go for bigger return, what what are you also having to take on? More risk. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're in a place when you're not no longer saving, and when you're when you're actually going to be starting to draw money out of those accounts, then you have to you know adjust your thinking a little bit because you doesn't mean that you want to just give up all growth possibilities when you when you actually retire but at the same time you have to you have to moderate your thinking a little bit and adjust what your strategies are going to be and how you're going to actually achieve your goals does that make sense
0: it makes a lot of sense and so be careful what you're getting fixated on and the risks that you're willing to take to achieve a mission that ultimately may not be, you know, the most important thing for you to be focusing on in the first place and uh, so don't get obsessed with the ruby slippers of the financial world i think that's very wise all right uh rocky was um, you know probably a lot of people's i don't know if it's maybe people's favorite movie but certainly that's an identifiable movie for a lot of people the rocky series in particular in rocky 4 is who will pull the villain from and that would be ivan drago the uh the russian who was cold and uncaring they portrayed him as essentially a robot in the movie what do you draw in the comparisons between the movie villain Ivan Drago and financial planning
1: well you know walter i mean you know like you say I mean, he was very cold and very it was a robotic type of uh, of character right and when you start thinking about well financial planning there's so many um shows that are out there on the radio and or, or you look at the big financial institutions it almost comes across that there's this one size fits all mentality and and it doesn't really allow for folks to really plan for their particular situation and you know depending upon how much how much they've saved and the vehicles they've saved it in and what their goals are over time and you know when you get into in, into that one size fits all mentality you know it it never it's never going to quite fit right because you know you can have you can have folks who are you know going into retirement i i've seen it a, a, i don't know how many times where i have couples that come in You know, and you might have two or three couples that have basically the same resources. You know, they've saved it, you know, kind of the same way and the same type of accounts. But, you know, one couple has... You know, kids and grandkids that they absolutely positively want to make sure that they pass things on to. Another one is going to be in a situation where they really, you know, they really going to try to utilize all the things that they've saved in retirement or for retirement just for themselves. And they're going to say, "Well, we're not trying to be selfish here, but we've saved it, you know, for our retirement. If there's things that are left over, we're glad for the kids to have them." But you know, at the same time, we're going to use what we need uh, you know for our own retirement. And then there's other folks that, that you know might be again in the same situation, but then then, then they have a totally risk you know, different risk tolerance to somebody else who is in a similar situation. And so all of those different variables there, Walter, are going to create vastly different plans. And that's where I really think in terms of it, when you're looking at these big financial institutions, or you're listening to the you know, the financial entertainers on the TV, or on the radio, I mean, it's so oftentimes that they, they, they're always talking about, well, everybody should do this, or, you know, if you have this risk tolerance, you should do that. And there's some truth there, but there's more behind the curtain, so to speak, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and all of these examples, Glenn, are good to understand how there are movie villains out there. And it's interesting because some of the movie villains were were truly villains, you know, but others were misunderstood. And it's the same way in the financial planning world, and probably more so to the latter. It's not so much that there are these different forces if you will, or these these different uh, enemies out there to get you, but that they're often misunderstood, and then that's what turns them into sort of the villains that we have to be aware of. But if you can just understand all these moving pieces in the financial world and and your plan a little bit better, I think it'll help people be a lot more uh, able and uh, and willing to deal with these challenges and and quote-unquote villains as they pop up.
1: Absolutely. I, I love using these analogies because, I mean, it, you know, obviously most people, you know, are, are movie fans and and they can relate. And, and obviously it's it's, you know, when you come down and think about it for most people, Walter, you know, financial planning is, is a challenge anyway. And particularly when we're thinking about retirement, because retirement, your, your, your finances change dramatically from when you were working and saving. And so, as, as you know, as we go along, and, and, and if, if there's ways for us to be able to relate more and connect, so that uh, the folks really understand the differences and what's going on, and, uh, and and all the different market forces that are out there, I think it's 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 a much better thing for people to understand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and pick his brain a little bit on how you can deal with maybe some of the movie villains that might be floating around in your financial plan, as always, we encourage you to give him a call, 336 291 3535. That's three, three, six, two, nine, one, three, five, thirty-five. And you can have a complimentary initial consultation. In fact, if you're on GreensboroRetirement.com listening to the podcast today, you can just click on free consultation at the bottom of the page and you can schedule an opportunity right there to uh, meet with Glenn and the team in the near future at a time that works for you. And you can even choose what kind of meeting you want to have whether it's a social security analysis or a portfolio review or an income planning meeting or if you just want to cover a, a, a several topics you can choose that as well greensbororetirement.com or call 336-291 Thirty-five, thirty-five. This has been another retirement roadmap podcast coming up on the next podcast. We're going to look forward to talking to you about imagining retirement, really picturing the way you're going to have a successful retirement in your future. We'll cover some of the things that you should definitely be thinking about as you try to imagine what your retirement is going to look like. That'll be on the next podcast with Glenn Mossettler here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.